listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hello, hello, Internet. Back by popular demand, it's Mike Downs. Well, back anyways. Um, I'm sitting in Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia for one of the last times. Um, I'm drinking some of my very own beer. I actually had a uh, tooth ripped out of my skull today, uh, and that was a lot of fucking fun. And uh, so I'm on painkillers and a bunch of shit like that. But I went through all that today and still showed up for the podcast tonight. Makes you wonder what happened to me last week, huh? Deep, disturbing thoughts on the Atomic Geeks. All right, who else is uh, sitting around the uh, podcasting table tonight? Oh, hello, everyone. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville. And I've got a monkey on my back, namely a beer. Once again, Red Cap Ale going down this podcaster's gullet, and it's pure deliciousness. You're actually drinking it right now? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it sounded like you were going to continue there for a minute. Hello, it's Andrew Bloom. I'm calling in from London. I'm super excited for tonight's topic. And uh, I am drinking a crack canoe. It's super light, but it's not water. You could barely tell. No, it's actually pretty good. I think it's made by Moosehead. And I'm still Andrew. <laughs> 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 Are you sure? Uh, hey, 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 it's uh, Michael DiGiovanni. I'm in Toronto, and I'm a little bit more confident in my beer because I'm drinking a Blanche de Chamblay. Yes, that's super confident. Yeah, oh, why wouldn't you be confident in something called Frenchy for the French French? <laughs> I, I, see, I'm not even going to dignify these responses anymore. Coming from a guy drinking cracked canoe. Nothing wrong with that. It's a nice, light summer beer. Tasty. And made in a canoe. <laughs> it's actually made in a canoe. <laughs> I, that shit's not bad. I had it before. I had it a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah, it's not too bad. I found a bottle in my backyard. I tried it. It was pretty darn good. <laughs> they I just throw it. bottle in my backyard. <laughs> Here, drink this. That was half full. I thought, give it a shot. Uh, it could have been rainwater, but anyway, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell the difference. I was just going to say. <laughs> DJ, from the man who hasn't tasted it yet. I've I've tried Crack Canoe before. Oh, well, then there you go. I drank it and spit it in a bucket. <laughs> Pretty much. And I love how it's like the the guy with the really good taste in beer is the one that's Okay, mocked. but that's your own personal taste. You have the very gay-sounding beer. Dude, what are you talking about? Because it's on a French. You're basically, you're basically uh, putting down every one of our listeners from the fine province of Quebec. No, no, not French Canadians, just the country of France. Oh, no, no, not <laughs> French, not French Canadians, just beer yeah. that drinks. <laughs> They're all bastards in that country. <laughs> Them and their tower. <laughs> all right, well, enough insulting of the French, I say. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, before we move on to tonight's topic, did we have any... Geek News. <sighs> Geek News. Well, Mr. Downs, I have some geek news. And I will go ahead and tell you what it is. <laughs> well, you always wait for I, it. I, I, I always for expect some kind of response like, let's hear it, or go on, you big jerk, and just start talking. Go on, um, jerk. We already rehearsed that you have the geek news. Why do you not make? Why do you have to <laughs> wait for the uh, approval to go ahead? 
Here Do we it. go. Wait, I've got some geek news. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Anyway, uh, according to uh, the website uh, latinoreview.com, uh, they're talking about uh, plans on releasing films for some of the uh, lower tier characters of, of Marvel's comic book universe. Uh, but the interesting way they're doing it is they're basically piggybacking these films onto the major film releases uh, by giving them small 10-minute shorts, so to speak, that would begin at the beginning of the movie and then, of course, would lead into the main attraction, whether it's like the Avengers, Thor, or Captain America. Uh, apparently, some of these secondary characters that are planned to be given the short treatment, so to speak, are Black Panther, uh, Doctor Strange, and one I would look extremely forward to seeing, uh, Luke Cage, otherwise known as Power Man. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. I think that's an actually a really interesting strategy, and I, you know, I just love that we're at this point now in uh, in movies that superheroes is such a priority that they're actually even doing these little shorts. It's almost like taking the uh, the Pixar sort of strategy in the sense that they do those little five, ten minute shorts. I think this is a great idea. It's almost like it's kind of like a slight little uh, a level up from the little friggin' Easter egg teasers they have at the end of the movie. Because isn't that pretty much how Samuel Jackson got the bigger role that he has now from his little Easter egg? Well, I think that was always, I mean, to get into the Nick Fury idea, what they did in Iron Man, I think that was always known that he was going to play a bigger part in Iron Man 2 and obviously and eventually in the Avengers. But I do I do agree with you. I think this little seeding them with these little mini films, I think, is a great idea to either, hey, test the water out to see if, like, hey, could a movie, a Doctor Strange movie fly uh, or, you know, or it just gives them a chance to kind of, you know, make a, a fucking Luke Cage, because let's be honest, you're, the chances of them ever making a, fe a feature length on that is probably pretty slim. Well, and you know, uh, interestingly enough, you know, thinking about your guys' topic from last week, I think what this shows is it probably shows other people the viability of some of these characters in a in a real world scenario. You know what I mean? So Marvel can, you know, put out a bunch of these shorts for certain characters and say, you know, and then go to some studio and go, hey, you know, here's a uh, a character who had ten minutes on this film. Let's do a TV show with them or something. You know what I mean? I think it's, yeah, I think, I mean, it's probably, I just thought of something, too. It's not, it's to no surprise now that Disney bought Marvel, and they're utilizing a strategy that Disney Animation and or Pixar have done previously. But I think that's a great idea, Downs, is that you're right. It's sort of almost, uh, you're putting together a short little resume, you know, in terms of saying, hey, look, look at this, this is what we could do with it. And the real, realistically, it might also be kind of a neat little introduction, kind of like what Christian said for Nick Fury, what they did with Samuel L. Jackson, is that you introduce one of these characters in a little 10, 15-minute short, and then who knows, maybe they'll pop up in a, in a sequel or, you know, an Avengers film later on down the road. Well, you know, you know it's funny. What I, what I was just thinking as you said that, you know, in the whole uh, Disney thing, you know, if you think, think out a couple of years now, you know, this mini, mini reel of Marvel characters is kind of like a, you know, if you imagine how the meetings go, it's like, okay, here's our reel. Which characters would, would you like to use, you know what I mean, and how would you like to incorporate them with the, your universe, you know what I mean, is how executives are going to be talking about the Marvel universe going forward pretty soon, you know what I mean? Like once the Avengers movies are out there, it's going to be like, okay, what do you want to do? You want to have a TV show, a Spider-Man TV show? 
okay, let's do this. And you, know, you, you want to have a spinoff of that in here? Okay, well, we're working on with this, you know, over here with Disney. Disney's got an animated feature that also has a crossover with some of our characters here. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be – these characters are going to be start, way more widely u- utilized, I think, than they are now. Well, and it's it's just a gr- it's just a great way to do it in the sense of it's almost like uh, how in uh, comic books – and actually they're still utilizing this today, but more – I'm just – I'm saying recalling from our youth – the way they used to have those six-page backup stories in the back of uh, comics with sort of lesser-known, less popular uh, superheroes that couldn't maybe support their own title. So this is kind of giving the rub, if you will, to Luke Cage. That sounds a little sexually awkward. Uh, but, uh, but uh, Christian, you would lo- you'd be interested in seeing a Power Man short? Yeah, I've talked about that on, on, a, on a previous episode, how I thought that... Um with that story by Brian Azzarello, uh, which is basically very similar to, like, the, the, the old story, like, the man with no name uh, tales, you know, where a guy goes into town and plays both sides of the street, so to speak. Yeah, that's... that's... Was his, that was his story with, basically, Luke Cage and, of course, in the projects of New York City. All right. Now, could... with, whether you could do that in 10 minutes or not, I doubt, but still, I think I, I would love just for the chance to actually try to make a movie of that, just for the hell of it. It would well, never happen, but anyway... But no, but I realistically for, you know, for fanboys like all of us here, the, just the opportunity that you're going to potentially see obscure and no offense to all of these great Black Panther and all of these characters. But let's be honest, they're not the most marketable uh, characters necessarily for feature length films, just that you can even see a director and actors get to work, even if it's in short form. That's pretty fucking cool. That's something that you'd ne- probably never thought would ever be possible. Yeah, and I think the most important thing, which is a kind of a smart move by Marvel, is that they're fleshing out their Marvel movie universe. You know, I mean, the comic universe is pretty much established. Now they're kind of making this transition on the success of the movies they've had so far to create this existence of Marvel characters on the big screen. All these shorts only help kind of expand the imagination of the moviegoer. Yeah, that's cool. Andrew, do you have anything to say there? Or are you asleep in the corner? Sleeping. Sleeping in the corner. <laughs> No, I think this is good. I think it's it's sort of a, more of a, a treat to the comic book fan than it is really a, a marketing scheme. I mean, they might use it for things, but I look think back to all the shorts that Pixar has used in the past and whether or not we really got anything out of it. No, maybe a DVD here and there, but not very much. I think more uh, as it's kind of like maybe they're testing the market, but you're not you're not going to create a movie after. Uh, you think maybe something was popular at the beginning of a movie that happened to be popular. That was a 10-minute short. Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's great. I'd love to see it, but I, I, I don't know really. I don't really know the ultimate end well, to this. I don't know if I agree with that because there's been a lot of big name things been created from as like essentially like pilots and or uh, self-made projects like things like South Park exploded basically on, a, on a, their own homemade Christmas video that would pass around Hollywood and that look what that became. Right. So I don't know. I think you never know what could what could come out from a little little snippet of something into something big. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not being. I I, I would love to see this stuff. I, I appreciate the the sediment, but I I I'd, I'd be interested to see if this actually creates some type of demand. Well, and you know, Andrew, even if uh, to that point, because you did you raise a couple uh, you know good points there, but you know, if nothing else, just the idea that they're going to do this, and that whether it leads to future you know, films, TVs, like we've suggested, or even just seeding them for future appearances in other big-name movies like Iron Man 47, 
It's just a it's just a fucking cool idea, and it's it's to Christian's point, utilizing the Marvel universe to its maximum effect on film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Why do you hate comics, nice Andrew? <laughs> yes, I hate them. And it's a why nice you... to have for us for sure. I just okay. hate Christian. <clears throat> Who doesn't really? I mean, okay. So uh, thank you, Christian, for the geek news. Um, you're, wel- you're welcome. Moving onward, tonight's topic is, uh, you know, no surprise to anyone, I think, who will be listening to this podcast. You know, we've uh, we've all been following E3, the big video game conference this past week. Um, you know, we've even mentioned before that, you know, in my business, I go to video game conferences. Specifically, E3 is a little bit more of a consumer conference than the one I go to. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to go, even though I was uh, creaming my jeans and, you know, wishing I was there and one day maybe I will be. Um, so what we wanted to do this week was instead of doing uh, is revisit one of our popular or at least something we revisit, we've, we've gone back to a couple times, which is our trailer talk episode where we, the Atomic Geeks, watch trailers and then tell you, the Atomic Geeks fans, what we think of them. So we're doing that, but we're doing video game trailers. Wow, we're so clever and, you know, deep. So we gathered a list of uh, video game trailers that, that we wanted to check out, and uh, we'll get these up on the website hopefully as well, too, so that you can check them out as well. But, uh, you know, we're going to go through some of the big games that uh, were announced at E3 and coming out over the next year. Okay, so uh, first one, you know, actually, the thing I should mention probably, a lot of these are going to be probably uh, PS3 games. Not surprisingly, uh, you know, all of us on the Atomic Geeks podcast are uh, big PS3 gamers, but we'll try and uh, and be a little bit diverse as well. Whatever. Whatever. Well, we at least got one Wii game to talk about. But um, first up, uh, the other thing, too, is that a lot of these things are sequels. Uh, Not surprising. You know, there's not a lot of whole new, you know, original games out there these days. Uh, You know, I think it takes a lot to be an original game to break through, too. So uh, not surprising. A lot of the games we're going to talk about tonight are sequels. The first is a uh, a game that at least one of us on the pod, uh, podcast uh, liked. Two of us have played Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, uh, number two. So let's go to I guess Andrew first. You liked number one. What did you think of the trailer for Star Wars: Force Unleashed, number two? Uh, oh, I, blah, blah. You know what I? And, and that goes to say I'm kind of speechless after watching this. I got to say one thing about uh, this Star Wars trailer. Uh, or at least Lucasfilm in in uh, general, they can put out trailers that make you want to play their fucking games. Sometimes their games don't deliver. In fact, I don't. I wouldn't even want to try and guess what the percentage of crappy Star Wars games there are out there compared to actual just Star Wars games. Uh, I did enjoy Force Unleashed one. I thought it was okay. I it, like it wasn't like my favorite game ever. But this trailer, just for itself, is fantastic. It's like. Holy moly. Yeah, like it literally is. Were you telling me that I'd skipped out? No, I think you're right. I'm I'm adding in adjectives as well. Oh, well, Christian likes to say things. Um, But basically, looking at the trailer, um, you're a a vaguer, vaguer. (laughs) (laughs) Bagger Vance's uh, apprentice. (laughs) Bagger Andrew, clearly the Star Wars expert of the, uh, yes. the squad here. That's why I went to him first. Chibuki uh, comes in and talks to Hidden Seely. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I got the giggles. I had a, a pitcher of beer before this. Okay. Uh, 
you're playing the apprentice to Darth Vader and you're kind of thrown aside and you swear revenge on him. Basically the whole trailer anyways, and I'm assuming the game is him basically saying, I cannot be stopped. Nothing can stop me. And he's just ripping his way through all these stormtroopers and all these really wicked cool looking machines and everything with his double lightsabers going and, and throwing and crushing everything. Um, then at the end of the trailer, you see Vader's shadow there and he's looking into this room and boom, lights up. And it's what I'm assuming is all these clones of you. So it looks like you're going to have to fight a whole bunch of you because, you know, that would be wicked. So, you know, if I haven't shown it enough in my stuttering, stumbling and, and, and uh, making mistakes, I'm kind of excited for this. <laughs> All right. Krishna, it sounds like you had some opinions, some strong opinions as well. What did you think? Well, man, th- this trailer was, uh, is it just me? But this was like, holy, you know, fucking ape shit for crying out loud. I mean, this this thing was like balls to walls. Like, I, why why couldn't some of the more recent film trailers be like this? It was, oh, yeah. it was fucking fantastic. I mean, the way he dealt with all those stormtroopers and everything, it was just freaking, wow. Boy, oh boy! It's like okay, he's badass. Now, who? And the, the thing is, when I watched the end of that trailer, and he's walking out the door, I cannot be stopped. And that's a question I asked myself: Who's gonna stop him? Like this guy just took out all these people, and then of course you find out that well, how about eighteen hundred clones of you could probably take you out? Forget yeah, it. yeah. There's it's Wicked. it's a it's it's definitely a great hook. I mean, at the end, that's for sure. Because you know the objective of what a trailer's got to be is you know wow ya but also make you want to go, fuck, i got to play that game. And I think the way you two are both expressing that, that last little clip of all of a sudden going, wait a minute, this is what stands in front of you, cloned versions of this, you know, fallen Sith Lord, that was a great final moment. And, you know, I'm going to echo pretty much everything these two guys have just said. LucasArts makes fantastic trailers. I mean, you know, it's debatable if they're always, you know, knocking it out of the fucking park with the the game itself. But these trailers not just restore your love of, uh, you know, gaming, but fucking Star Wars overall. I mean, that's what uh, I I so agree with what uh, Christian said in the sense of like, holy fuck, how is a few guys cutting together a video game trailer nailing the feel of what pretty much every Star Wars fan wants out of Star Wars. But when they had the ability to write and make three new movies, they didn't tap into something like this. I mean, it just, uh, granted, it's very dark, it's extremely violent, but maybe that's what we want. You know, we want Mm -hmm. an adult Star Wars, and at least you're getting it, I mean, in these supposed games. So it look, this is... Top-notch stuff. I mean, it's jaw-droppingly yeah. good. I wish we saw a Jedi this badass in any yes. of the movies. That You know what, Christian and DJ, that's exactly what I thought when I saw this. It popped through my head. I was like, why Why didn't we get this? This is the Jedi I want to see. This is the kick-ass motherfucker that we want to see throwing down and, do, you know, ripping through people and not just droids and everything. You, it's almost, it's, it might be just the fact that this is, they're allowed to do this in a video game property instead of, uh, uh, a movie, movie that they want to make well, PG for everybody. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There, there is a certain amount of license given to the fact that this is a gaming action adventure and you're not trying to appeal to fucking, uh, you know, mass audience necessarily. But, and also the thing I think about as well is the people that are 
clearly designing and working on these games and who have, I guess, let's say the majority of creative control. I mean, obviously, Lucas is involved in this. They're younger fucking, you know, gamer geek guys. So they're they're the right people that uh, should be delivering this type of content. This really echoes what we've probably said multiple times on this uh, on our podcast here is that George Lucas is out of touch. You take this Star Wars franchise and give it to people in other, you know, artists hands. Something special can come out of it. You know what? The only one criticism I have about this trailer is was which which stupid ass stormtrooper was the one that brought the lightsabers into the freaking prison cell with them? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess what? yeah. Like Darth Vader goes kill him to four stormtroopers. You're like, really? You just trained this guy for how long? You have him. At least they showed he was chained down, but they're like, kill him. Oh, by the way, he has his lightsabers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, that's yeah. The sto- some things I guess never change. The stormtroopers remain the worst fucking infantry <laughs> in the history of all fucking you know film and, and ever. Because it's just yeah. like you're right. Because it's like, but you know, it's almost like Vader wanted to give him a chance, sort of thing. Maybe because leave him the lightsabers. Oh yeah, or Cletus one is going. Should I bring these sabers in, or should I leave them outside the door? No, bring them in. Bring them in. <laughs> No, no, I was thinking the same thing at that particular point. I was like, you know, Vader just, like, says it to the four guys and then literally walks away and, like, leaves the ship because then the guy totally, like, Vader couldn't stop him once he kills those four guys. That was a little bit weak. But, you know, I got to say, uh, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. One of the things that Lucasfilm does the best is their trailers. In fact, when I was watching this, I was thinking, why why is this not an animated film that we're, that's, out, that's out right now? You know, in, in fact... Is that where this medium is going to go? You know, that, you know, as games evolve and these guys are starting to write these original stories, you know, that are pretty compelling and, and sell millions of copies, you know, when do, when do we start to see that bleeding? Because, you know, this is clearly, as, as you guys have said, this is the most compelling and unique Star Wars story that we've seen in quite some time. You know, um, it, whether it's a game or not, it's like, this is a, this looks like something I want to watch. You know, let alone play. It's something I want to watch is what I was thinking. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, Downs. I just want to make one comment on the quality of the of the video and the or the graphics in this. It looks like um, those movie quality computer generated characters in this, like Mm -hmm. these humans look human. It's crisp. It looks beautiful, to say the least. Like this just it's very well put together. You can tell like. How far? This is one of those ones that makes you go, this is a video game? Oh, my God, look how cool it looks. Like, Granted, this isn't gameplay that we're looking at, but right. just it looks like, what was that, Final Fantasy or something that was out years ago that people were just blown away with how great it looks? Video games look like that now. Yeah. I dare say it's one of the greatest trailers I've ever seen, movie or otherwise. Well, yeah. So the thing I would I would, I would argue, though, and maybe some listeners could question this as well, is though, is and Andrew brought it up, is that this isn't a lot about gameplay. And in fact, I think one of the worst things uh, Lucas is, uh, film, whoever these guys are at, is I think most of their games are shit. And I think that as cool as this trailer is, the game could totally, you know, like they're showing this double cool, uh, you know, laser swing option, but that might be a son of a bitch to, to execute. So, you know, like I'm, it's like, I'm totally, and that's why I'm thinking this would make a much better animated, uh, made for adult movie than it would a game because they'll probably fuck up the game mechanics in my experience. And I'd, and I'd rather just watch a really, a good couple of movies. And in, in my honest opinion is what I was thinking when I was watching the trailer. 
And Let's hope yeah, we get lucky on this one. <laughs> yeah, and going back, like I really enjoyed Knights of the Old Republic. That's one of the only uh, Star Wars games, really, that I was totally in love with. I've liked a lot of Star Wars games, but Knights of the Old Republic was sort of a cut above. Like, like the, the Star Wars games are fucking difficult. Like that. Like, so if you think about this game, and you have to fight uh, sixteen billion copies of you. This is gonna be a hard ass game, and that that's what I thought too. And I was watching, I'm like, oh man. Like, they make some hard-ass motherfucking games. And I, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd just rather watch this as a, as a really cool uh, movie, honestly, is what I was thinking. Laziness. All right. <laughs> and, and so take that, Lucas, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> or people. <laughs> or, you know, people make games for you. Um, okay. Uh, so let's move on, I guess. Let's go to a, uh, another, uh, I guess we'll say another beautiful, uh, a game. And this is a, yet another sequel on the list. It's, uh, let's see if I can pronounce this right. DOS X Human Evolution. Um, you know, and let's say, you know, Christian is probably the first one to, uh, start us out with this one. So Christian, why don't you, uh, tell us about DOS X Human Evolution? I think it's Deus Ex. Uh, I'm not sure. Fuck, whatever. But anyway. Uh, oh, the, Deus Ex Machina? Yeah. Is, is it Deus or De- whatever? Uh, let's call it Deus Ex. That sounds pretty good. Uh, this is actually, uh, uh, from from what I remember, a sequel to a game that I used to play many, many years ago on the PC. Um, and the same kind of deal. You're kind of like these agents and you get bionics and all this kind of stuff. But, again, like who, who knows, This much like this previous trailer that we just looked at, this is a fucking awesome trailer, man, that just basically is, is telling a story all by itself. You know, fantastic mm-hmm. graphics, compelling, like some, there's always uh, Earth in the not too near de- distance future. You know, things are kind of crazy. It's all run by corporations, kind of mm-hmm. stuff we've all, all seen before. But, man, it looks pretty damn cool, especially, you know, with the, uh, this dude with the super bionics and the, in, the fighting and the jumping and the hitting. And the uh, hey, hey. It, it, it was action packed. I mean, it, it just made me think. Wow, this this is like again. This is like a, a, a game trailer on the same level as a movie trailer. It's just as, as compelling. That's yeah. what. Yeah, and Christian, that's what I was thinking as well. Uh, you know, with this one for sure for me, it has a sort of a Blade Runner feel to that's, it. That's it's totally. Hilarious. I, I totally wrote that too. Blade yeah, it yeah. is Blade. Yeah, it has a real Blade Runner, and it's like the the visuals in this. I mean. It, uh, like it is comparable to some major move motion pictures, if not better than yeah. some of the shit I've seen. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously we can't comment again. I think what you're seeing here is probably not gameplay. I think I'm about 99.9% sure about that. But if just in terms of the look and, and drawing in you as a, you know, a viewer and getting you kind of like, hmm, what the fuck is that? This accomplishes that. I mean, it it looks like, I think, as Downs mentioned before with the Star Wars game, is something I'd like to watch, you know? Yeah. I mean, it could have mm-hmm. gone on for another five minutes, really. Like, Wouldn't I, it be I, horrible I, if you bought the game and they had that great opening, and then it was like Donkey Kong, but like with the characters <laughs> kind of... Yeah, like sort of a little bit. Five, like those, that little four-bit, like... <laughs> Eight-bit graphics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the nice ending to this video, to this one as well. I the breaking, uh, you know, punching through the wall and breaking that dude's oh, neck. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. that, that, that was, was pretty cool. And he's this, got some sort of like Cuisinart fucking hand because it can spin all the way around. <laughs> I know he grabs that guy by the head and fucking spins him around like a yes. 
That I so yeah, like really cool stuff in this. Uh, God knows what the game will be like. I wasn't even aware that this was a sequel. This but, is actually yeah. actually this is um, the third uh, in this series. Yeah, the last like one that. that they tried to do it, it was I can't remember what it was called like Infinity or something like that. It would not. I don't think it did very well. It wasn't. It wasn't a big thing. And this one they've handed off to that Eidos in Montreal. Eidos. Eidos. And sorry. And uh, this seems to be a, a little hub for video games right now. Montreal seems to be popping out the the, the really uh, top games. And this oh, so Eidos. How you like Quebec? Ah, yes. Like just <laughs> just not yours. But actually, I like that beer. I just like to make fun of you. But well, the, you know, uh, well, you know, just to jump in on this, you know, uh, this is this is done out of idols. This one specifically is actually managed. You know, these guys also had their hand in the uh, the uh, Dark Knight game. You know what I mean? So, you know, game of the year for '09, and this fucking amazing thing. And, and as you guys say, you know, is this somewhat sequel? It's kind of like Grand Theft Auto was a sequel. You know what I mean? It's like it's a sequel in name only. It's nothing like the, those that came yes, before it. Exactly. Right? It's it, they're just they're just using this. You know, the name. Oh, so this is the same company that made Arkham Asylum. Yes. Yes. Oh, now, wow. now, specifically, I think uh, you know, I think it was a, a European studio that did most of the Arkham Asylum work, but Idos of Montreal was very heavily involved in it. Um, you know, this is some of the people I've, I've actually met and worked with. Uh, these guys, you know, they're doing some really, really cool stuff. You know, as 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 Andrew mentions, you know, Montreal is doing a lot of great game stuff. But uh, you know, this game specifically, you know, t- as you guys are saying. It, this is like a a film, uh, you know, that we're playing now. Like th- these two ones we talked about specifically. It's actually, you know, it's a little bit different with game trailers in that, uh, you know, some of these are a little bit misleading. Like um, it's a little bit different. Like a movie, you, you know, you don't – it's not like you see a movie – you see a rendering of the movie that you're not going to see when you sit in the theater. That's a little yeah. bit different with a game trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, this one's a first-person shooter, correct? It looks. It looked from what I was looking at. It looks like a first-person shooter with a little bit of third-person type of perspective to it. Um, This just looks. I'm gonna like same sentiment that everyone has said. This looks fantastic, and the the neat thing about it, although Downs, you're saying you don't necessarily get to see the gameplay, uh, as Dijo had uh, had talked about his Cuisinart hand. He does. They do show you certain abilities that you might have in it, like your hand disappears and a gun pops out, or it can spin mm-hmm. around and do things. Things that you can sort of speculate yeah. that you'd blades have some fun playing with. Blades and the elbows, I think, was one thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did like a like oh, a yeah, elbow blade. I'm, here, I'm actually doing the move while we're recording here. Look, uh, internet, <laughs> see what I'm doing here with my elbow? <laughs> it's got a blade. Elbow on blading. It. Elbow like, this blade. just looks. This <laughs> looks like it could be a very exciting game, and, and hopefully not misleading, like we were talking about with the Star Wars. This really really piqued my interest and i just thought okay that's my next one but it's getting to the point like downs has said when i find this when i look see a game and it says idos montreal or blah blah i'm gonna look at the game seriously and consider it just based on the fact that it's almost like having that good director that you go oh, oh well Andrew, and that's what i was just gonna say is that you're moving into a, t- a time or we're there i shouldn't say we're moving into a time that where where now it's like because the uh, where we are with gaming and sort of the you know the budget and the you know the scope and what they can do with it that people are going to follow production companies just yeah. like you would go I like that actor I like that writer that director like you mentioned so it's like if you liked Dar- Arkham Asylum which you guys all mentioned if this is the same production company obviously piques your interest and I'm sure a lot of other ge- uh, gamers probably do the same thing I just wanted to mention one thing. Only on with the the Atomic Geeks podcast, where you will you hear four guys 
all go, oh, elbow blades. <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe how orgasmic that was. I love elbow blades. <laughs> yeah, I, that's funny. Totally forgot what I was going to say after saying that, but I, like just the you you mentioned the budget. I'm uh, astounded by the budget that's used on these uh, games today, and I think that just goes to show obviously the popularity. It's 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 almost um, retarded to talk about the popularity of games without you know actually seeing it because you see it everywhere. Games are as big as movies, and they're spent spending what sixty million, seventy million dollars on making oh, these games. Games are bigger than movies do. They freaking oh, yeah. out of the water and profit. Like it's just it's it's unbelievable. And this is one of those things that I know we don't talk about video games a whole lot on this. Uh but this is a serious media that uh you know obviously can't go ignored it. Well you know it's been confirmed that if you if you put a theatrical box office head to head with video game industry, the video game industry dwarfs that. Only when you actually roll in theatrical and home entertainment does the movie business, and I'm using air quotes there, actually remain number one. But it's it, it's it's losing a lot of pace to video games. So this is a monster fucking industry, yeah. you know. And it's one of those things too. Is I'm constant. I mean, I'm of. If anyone has noticed, if you're a longtime listener, I'm the least of the gaming geeks out of the four of us. Uh, though I do dabble from time to time, but I think there's times that, uh, you know, it's when I was, we were tasked to watch all these, you know, with this one in particular and a few of the other ones, it's like, I, you do have those moments where you're like, this is for a video game. You know, and Andrew, yeah. you had mentioned yeah. that before, even just off the top, when we were talking about star Wars, I had that with this one where I was like, holy shit, man. Like this was I mean, I was playing Pitfall when I was a fucking kid, and now we're seeing trailers of this creative quality, you know? Yeah. And this is for a fucking, you know, press on some buttons and, you know, ah, and, like, run and power up and fight. Like, well, it's Yeah, and it seems ridiculous to say that the, you can see technological advances. Like, obviously, our grandparents saw, you know, the invention of planes and trains and automobiles and also Steve <laughs> Martin. Enough. It's silly to equate the two, I think. Like, obviously, there's certain things, but the the uh, jumps and, and advances in just video games and, and even in movies, like we're saying, is unbelievable, and I'm glad to be around to see most of it. You know, so, you know, I, I'm trying to jump in a couple times. You know, uh, it's 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 so cool to be, I think, in our age group to, to see the invention of this medium and and see it coming to a very serious point in time you know comic books came before us so did film and television really you know what i mean so while those things have matured very well they weren't something that we really were part of the birth of whereas video games you know our generation help we, we've helped some some of us on this podcast even you know have have uh, helped solidify video games as a uh, a viable art form and business form and, and and entertainment form and that's pretty fucking cool to be a part of well, you know what i mean christian christian spent 72 million dollars on pac-man <laughs> in quarters <laughs> that's a really excellent point i never even thought about that because like i mean not to dirt myself too much but like when we put it that way i've been i've been basically involved since the beginning i mean i played pong i mean i played space invaders in mm -hmm. a convenience store like in, in in like on vacation you know what i mean 
Just I saw I'm so old. That's where anyway. you went and, on and, and, No, and so 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 if you think about that, and so and then to my what I wanted to say about earlier though was when you talk about the movie industry. So when I was at a video game conference recently, they were talking about the iPhone now because they now consider the iPhone as a gaming platform. And they said if you think about the iPhone as a as a gaming platform, which most people don't consider that, it is now the biggest install base of gaming platforms, and together. Uh, the other Xbox, PlayStation things don't add up to as many uh, platforms as are the iPhone. So if you and you think about the iPhone didn't exist two, three years ago, that's you know th- that whole side of video game business is only two years old. So you know oh, that's yeah. how that, that's how the video game uh, sector and, and space is is growing in size. It's it's you know five hundred thousand percent growth. Like it's it's yeah. insane. You know at, what, this, you know at this rate, we should see the Terminator in like two years. Yeah. You know, it's pretty neat, though, Downs, on that point, uh, you know, this is that one thing that you, uh, you know, video games, obviously, is what I'm talking about here, that you, we can actually have a real great perspective on, because you're right, as much as we can enjoy movies, you're, we've only got, we, we were not around for the birth of it, we did not see Charlie Chaplin and all that, You've been at every point of the video game industry, so you've had the chance, and uh, you know, at, and you were around for the debuting and release, and had the opportunity to play it in all of its various forms. All of gaming, like that's it's that one medium. People our age have the the truest and purest perspective on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Wow, look at us getting all fucking deep on the fucking video game. Damn. We're getting deep. Damn. I got a boner. <laughs> How about a video game with breasts in it? <laughs> I was just gonna say. So far, uh, again, after last week's podcast, we haven't mentioned any cock yet. So uh, you know, we're definitely not not up to snuff. Or you mean uh, time cock? <laughs> yeah, or whatever. The, Sorry, yeah, the time cock and the cock and the time. Okay, so let's uh, let's change gears a little bit. I want to talk about uh, two different games. Um, you know, we've talked pretty much. You know, I guess these first two would be first person, maybe third person shooters. But if we move kind of into your more online uh, multiplayer games, uh, the big one, uh, this game has probably been, uh, I don't know, 10 years in the making. I'm going to have to go back to Christian on this because he's going to have the, the most, you know, uh, true to uh, real uh, feeling on this one. But, you know, StarCraft Two coming out, uh, it's been forever. StarCraft One played by millions of you nerds in your, uh, you know, online <laughs> in your PCs for years. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's their own language. All your bases belong to us. I mean, in terms of video games, it's probably one of the biggest single happenings, at least in online gaming. Um, you know, we, we know it's big. So, Christian, uh, StarCraft Two. what did you think about uh, that trailer? Well, uh, again, Blizzard ha- has set the bar for their cinematics pretty much forever. I mean, StarCraft and your Diablos and your Warcraft and all that. If there's anything that Blizzard has done right, it's their cinematics. And, I mean, in this uh, TV spot for StarCraft, again, they show, wow. I mean, you know, for someone who probably is not familiar with the series, would see this and still at least say, I'm not exactly sure who the who and what what's going on, but there's something going on. It looks pretty darn interesting. Christian, let me jump in here for a second because I am that person. I know nothing (laughs) about StarCraft. All I know about it is exactly what Down said off the time uh, off the top is that a whole bunch of nerds wasted way too much of their time playing it. But uh, this little thirty second, I think it's only a thirty second spot. Yeah. Uh, the fucking visuals in this, 
and the style at the very least hooked me. I, I looked at that and went, you know, at the, I have no idea what this is about. I have no idea how this is going to play, but man, oh man, there is some creative inspiration in that. Yeah. I tell you right now, Dijo, this is a game that you will never play and will not like. I can guarantee <laughs> it. Well, I it's, it's, guarantee it. It's At least you're being honest, because I, I will not play this game either. I know the game. I, are- yeah, I never, I never actually played the game, but I know Christian and his brother, more than Christian, played the living ass out of this game. I think they had to replace the keyboard. Um, but watching this, I was kind of like, is that the StarCraft that, is that the one I remember? Is this the... What and, and you don't really get enough information out of it. Granted, it's a teaser trailer, like a TV spot that you see. It is, wow, good looking. Yeah. But I don't think that has anything to do with the game at all. Well, you yeah, know, and that's it, Andrew. Too. It's like this is the this is the quintessential tease on this one. And I'll be honest, uh, my knowledge of StarCraft is so low that I, I mean, I did not think it even involved anything that I saw in that fucking trailer. I mean, I thought this was, you were flying a jet, for Christ's sakes, in it. Like, I mean, I didn't know what StarCraft was about. Uh, but y- you're right. I mean, am I ever going to play this fucking thing? Probably, God, no. But, uh, you know, if, but if my job is here to comment on the 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 trailer or this teaser trailer, it's got some nice visuals and mm-hmm. you know it was i mean it was definitely cut pretty well i think people will think it's a movie instead of a video game yeah like, that's exactly what i thought i said if i i was trying to put myself in the position of someone who's never played the game or was unfamiliar with the history i i would watch that trailer and go i don't know what it is you know what i mean i mean unless i knew the name starcraft itself well, and th- th- so the thing that I thought of is, you know, knowing the game and how, you know, your bit, you know, the whole idea of controlling these, you know, the multiple, you know, so for people who don't know, you know, it's, uh, I'm not sure what, it's not like a castle and is it castle and de- defend Christian type of Yeah, game? it's like basically, uh, two alien forces face each other, one on one side, one on the other side, and there's a series of supply management and base building and attack right. formations and it's so like on. It's like a sim, simulation type game. Yeah, no, it's yeah. more, I tell you, it's the closest thing to video game chess that you'll ever have, where dexterity and friggin' like quick thinking actually come into play. That right, sounds so, terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, so for the normal person, what that means is you have to build up your your uh, you have to you know have farmers. So like you know the, another version of this game which isn't StarCraft, but you have to have basically people harvest plants and build battleships and build defenses. So it's a fucking for the most people. People like me, this is a boring game. I play first person shooters. This game is not my type of video game. And so when I see this trailer, I'm like, that looks fucking awesome. As far as I know, I know that that's nothing like nothing like the gameplay. So for, it kind of turns me off because I'm like, there's no way this is what the game is like. It well, can't be. Yeah, it's funny because I'm the, I'm kind of the opposite. I do play that Civilization Revolutions that's on PS3, and I really enjoy that game. There's a game a long time ago that Chris and I both played uh, for a while called Black and White, which is maybe the closest thing I could equate to this, Christian. I don't know if that's correct or not. Yeah, um, well, kind of. But yeah, or like um, stronghold, that type of a yes, of yeah, a game. stronghold. Yeah, it's basically it's like I'm building a fort, you're building a fort, and I'm sending guys to fight you, and you send guys to See, fight me. And I, I like I like those games for the most part. This trailer does not tell me this game does not yeah. at all. 
Well, the the freaking geeks have been this salivating for this game for ten years, and Blizzard is just absolutely fucking famous for taking their sweet time with all of their games to make them perfect. And they and they don't they make no bones about it. They're not releasing this fucking game till it's ready, and people are just chomping at the bit for it. I mean, this is the game that's essentially enslaved South Korea. I mean, they, they have a television channel dedicated to people playing this goddamn game. What? Yes. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's not actually. It's not even it, communism. They're just enslaved it, by Blizzard. Starcraft is so popular in South Korea that they actually have a channel dedicated to people playing against each other. It is like it is like a phenomenon. It's like it's like Pokemon, but it's StarCraft in South Korea. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of Asian cultures, and I, and this, I don't want this to sound racist at all, but really, really get into video games and and pop culture and fads and things like that. Like I know that at one point they had this little racing game that was an online racing game that didn't have much to it that people were getting paid and sponsored to race all day. Like, people were making money like they were a race car driver sitting at home playing this video game. Dude, they have professional teams in South Korea where players retire after three years because they're too old. Well, and and, and I'll tell you what, joke, joke as much as you like, you know, places like that, you know, set the trends that ultimately come here. Things like microtransactions and games, which yeah. you see a lot of now. That started because little girls, you know, there was one big game in, in in Japan that had all these little girls buying little skirts for their little Tamagotchis or whatever. And now that is a whole new way of, of trans, trans, transacting in video games, which is the whole iPhone, a lot of the iPhone free uh, free game model is all based on that. Jesus, Tamagotchi. I can't bit. remember the fucking last time I heard that fucking <laughs> word. Holy God. Feed your pet uh, or it's going to die, you little digital creep. <laughs> That's exactly what one of my my iPhone games is, uh, Tap Fish. I have to feed my goddamn fish all the time. It drives oh, me. And, and same life. with this. You know, when I am out to play video games, I want to kill some motherfuckers. So, you know, I want to walk around with a gun and shoot people. So this game is not for me. So, uh, you know, in terms of the TV spot, meh. When I watched it, I was like, yeah, I, I suppose if you're into this. I would think, though, if I was into this game, I would be watching that, and I would have been pissed off going, that shows me nothing about the game. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little I was a little confused. I do like like the Eidos I watched that. I see Blizzard come up. You know what Blizzard's tied to for the most part because I was a bit of a Warcraft uh three player and uh it was uh, I, I it's the same type of thing. Like I, I pay attention when it's Blizzard, but that that that's a bit of a too much of a teaser. It doesn't give you enough information. Well and, and I'm sure this game will be huge. I just Atomic Geek Downs doesn't like it. I told I totally agree with what everything you're saying. First name to Atomic Geek. Yeah, I mean, I, I know the game is going to be huge, commercial or fucking not. Because I mean, anyway, yeah, none of these yeah. guys are watching TV. They're sitting there at the computers waiting for the for news on this. Completely, shit. completely, completely. Okay, uh, so moving on uh, in the uh, still staying in the uh, multiplayer online uh, space. Um, and what the fuck is no? You got to make sure I get the name of this game right. Um, or I can just make DJ say it. Um, but so uh, I'm going to throw it to Mike DiGiovanni for this one. This is a uh, a superhero game uh, in the multiplayer uh, world. It's called uh, the DC Universe Online. So, uh, Mike, what did you uh, think, and, and what are your thoughts on the DC Universe Online game? Well, this is another one that's been uh, a few couple of years in the making, and I know they've had some... Uh, Pretty significant, uh, some pretty some significant heavyweights in the uh, comic world working on it. I know Jim Lee 
uh, very famous uh, artist from Image Comics and now uh, DC co-publisher. Uh, it was heavily involved in this game. And this is the multiplayer where you get to be a superhero uh, in the DC universe. And you can choose to either fight on the side of the angels or be evil. So, you know, this, the idea of this is completely awesome and fascinating. I think the, you know, the being able to live in that and they do, the trailer does a good job of basically explaining it. I, I didn't love the visuals of this uh, trailer. I have to say it. I don't know if we were looking at a lot of gameplay or yeah. uh, if it, I mean, even that I didn't think the rendering was that great. I think that took me out a little bit of the, uh, of the trailer. I, yeah, I think this is one of those ones that they're a little more true to the craft where they're showing you probably exactly what it's going to look like when you play. Like they were showing what I, I can imagine is gameplay and online gameplay. I can't imagine is can be quite as heavily graphic as uh, some of the stuff you play on your console. Yeah, so I guess I mean, me not having you know ever played an online game uh, th- that took me a little bit out of it. I was actually a little, uh, no, I don't want to say disappointed is too harsh in terms of the visuals. Cause I mean, obviously soups is there and Batman's there and you know, they, Green they lantern and you know, Green Lantern's there and they got Sinestro wearing his Sinestro Corp outfit, which I thought was, it was a nice, nice touch. So I just think the, I, the, the actual idea of this game is really cool. And I mean, our, our, what I mean, it's piqued my interest as a huge comic book fan and, you know, a DC for life. Uh, but, you know, but realistically, I was a little let down in terms of having heard about this game for a long time with the look of it. I was kind of almost hoping, oh, maybe we're seeing this before it's totally done. But I guess, you know, based on what Andrew's saying, you're seeing a glimpse of the way it looks and being that it's not, uh, you know, a PS3 Xbox sort of thing and it's right. going to be played online. That's probably why it's looking that way. So, I, you know, D, I'm, I'm going to mimic what you say a little bit. I didn't mind so much the graphics of the Superman and everything like that. Obviously, it's not as shiny as the other ones. Wasn't a really big fan of the person that you're supposed to be in it. Like you kind of look like a guy from Tron. Um, your your superpowers look kind of cool, and I thought the trailer was intriguing enough that I was like, this is cool, and I really love the thought of playing a game like this. Whether or not I'll actually spend money to get online and get my ass kicked by a bunch of 12-year-olds, I doubt it. Well, but- you know, and, Andrew, and I think that's what I thought more, is the promise of this game is what's compelling. Whether it really was displayed in the trailer, I'm not sure if so it what was. What did you think of the guy who you're supposed to be? Didn't you guys kind of go? Well, I thought to my, I thought to myself, I'm assuming everyone's going to get to customize their own. their own. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I just was kind of like, I, I, maybe it's just stupid to think that. Oh, maybe you could be a Superman. I guess everyone would just be Superman. But I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit of the customization that you could do, or or something yeah. like that. Okay. Well, yeah. so uh, sorry. Go ahead, Christian. I'm the host. Go ahead. Uh, it's, you know, if the, the, the anything that made me think about the game, because they showed both sides, you could be this side and be this X side. The first questions I asked myself in his head, I really wonder how this is going to work. Because, you know, A, you can't be Superman or Batman. So it's going to be one of these things where, like, Superman is, like, 
well, we got to do this. Come on, let's go and do this mission. Then you get there, and he's like, oh, what's that problem on freaking Metropolis? i got to go, but you take care of this superhero B, you know what I mean, or supervillain B, or whatever the hell it is. I'm really curious of how it's going to work. I mean, I'm not going to pay money to play this online, I guarantee you. I mean, I barely get enough time to play as it is. I'm not going to pay money, you know, monthly basis to play something with a bunch of 12-year-olds. I agree. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because uh, we're all saying a lot of similar things. The thing that I was thinking about is I, I don't think you get to totally customize your own character because they didn't show that in the trailer. I think you're, you're one character, and the thing that disturbed me is that it also, like to Christian's point, it seems like it's a scripted, you're either a good guy or a bad guy. If you're a villain, you know, it's it's you're this villain because all the powers were all the same. You know what I mean? Whether it was a good guy or a bad guy, they didn't say it wasn't like you could, they showed any customization of powers. That was all predefined and, and would probably have to be. Because the other thing that concerned me, this seemed like a very much a one player game. Yet they talked about it being a multiplayer. So because the, the question I wonder is, you know, the game was played was all about how you're going to play alongside of these superheroes. Okay, but. Okay, who, you know, like Superman and Batman. Okay, what about the million other nerds out there? Where are they going to be in this universe? You know what I mean? Are yeah, they, yeah, I don't think uh, they did a very good job of showing that. I, I would well, assume and, that that happens, but. Well, and but so I, I think the problem is, is I think their their metaphor and, and therefore their execution might be a little fucked. It's going to be interesting to see how this game works because what they were showing was a very first-person experience you know you'll be you'll be fighting alongside batman and, and all these bad guys but they didn't you know they didn't show you know jimmy the little red-haired nerd there or whatever you know what I, mean? how you're, I think that's true like how you're going to interact with the rest of the community and of community of quote unquote superheroes like uh you know this is the one that in theory should have been fucking amazing and i i just don't think maybe this trailer did a great job of potentially showing us the mechanics of it and or maybe just bringing it to life. I'm going to say, I still, I enjoyed this because I like that my mouth drools at the thought of, of being able to act like a superhero and do those things. I think that the trailer, like Downs was saying, lacked showing us the the, the functionality of the game. I would like to hope, uh, maybe against hope, that you have customizable uh, characters, powers, all those things. I can't imagine that you have super speed and lightning and this and that i think maybe you sort of pick and choose what your powers are maybe you work towards getting more powers but they didn't do a very good job of telling us that unlike the the last trailer we talked about which showed us absolutely nothing about the game this showed us the gameplay but not from the right perspective yeah that's a good point i mean i think if anything they should uh maybe follow up eventually sooner than later with another trailer explaining like what you can do as a player in this game because right now it's kind of like, okay, so I'm going to be doing something, but I'm not exactly sure what. I mean, I really hope this game succeeds. I mean, everyone's trying to clamor on this friggin' Warcraft online money that Blizzard's got a friggin' toehold on right now. Because that's big friggin' dollars. So, I mean, that's basically... Well, they tried I hope... this with, what, City of Heroes years ago. Yeah. And that lasted for a while, but I don't even... I think that's probably died out. Yeah, but just the um, well, just the, just an online a new online entity, you know, like game playing entity that could compete with Warcraft. The people are just trying to capitalize on that now. Well, you've got you got Eve Online too, right? And you've got the uh, what's the one that always has the half naked ladies all. Uh, uh, oh, what's that? Real life or true life or what the hell is that friggin' thing? I don't know, but it's second <laughs> life. Hasn't... No, it's not Second Life. It's it's a it's a game one, but it's got this like uh, it's she's like her. 
boobs are almost falling out. And it's like, come hither, me lord, and you go join us. And it's like it's oh, like that's uh, the commercials you see on the like the the banners that you see the advertisement for. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so you go there, and it's like Ladies all these there. guys going, "Where are the naked ladies?" Aren't you Quit. aren't you talking about those local uh, chat lines they have on late at night? <laughs> Call me right now. I'm waiting. It's nope, very it's on an video. With a it's night actually, elf. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the, the 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 geeky online equivalent of that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay, so I guess pretty much thumbs down all around for. Uh... You know what? You, uh, sorry, Downs. I know you're you're just wrapping up there. And really quickly, I just want to throw. out, I don't think we're the right audience for this, and I think one of the things you hear us talk about a lot is time. Online multiplayer games take a lot of time and a lot of dedication to to work up your experience points and all this stuff. The target audience for these things, and maybe it's not going to work because it's DC, are teenagers who have scads of time and spend, you know, so much of it online and things like that, or really, you know, fat, gross old people. But I, I just find that maybe we're not the best audience to love it. I, 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 I don't think the trailer was awesome, but I think the gameplay does just doesn't isn't targeted towards us. Well, if we had an interdim- interdimensional bat cave, this would probably be the perfect game for us. But since yes. we don't, well, yeah. there you go. What can you do? Since we don't, I guess thumbs down. <laughs> Otherwise, would have been totally thumbs up. Yep. Um, okay, where are we going to go to next? Um, let's uh, let's switch over to the Wii. Um, this is a. Uh, a follow-up, and uh, I love this trailer for the for the game actually because it really shows, I think, a pretty true uh, example. So uh, we're talking about a GoldenEye uh, 007 for the Wii. Finally, a GoldenEye sequel. So you know, as the trailer illustrates, um, you know, in terms of Nintendo specifically, I think uh, you know most Nintendo people would consider this the first, the best first-person shooter for that platform, and and they would probably say ever. Um, having played uh, that and on other platforms, I don't necessarily agree, but it's a it was a pretty big first-person shooter, pretty popular game, and finally James Bond is coming back to the Wii. Um, let's go to you, Andrew Bloom. What did you think of this trailer? Well, I'll agree that GoldenEye was a very big game for the N64 and for Nintendo uh, altogether. Uh, it's it's neat to see Daniel Craig as the uh, 007 in this one, even though it still holds the same name, GoldenEye. Um, I'm going to say I'm a little disappointed with this, but I'm not surprised. Uh, the, the Wii just doesn't have the graphics to get my juices flowing. I, I look at this and I kind of go, it looks exactly the same as the last game. It doesn't ha- hold any surprises for me. I didn't mind the trailer, and I and it, it does uh, take me back to a time when you know playing the N sixty four for the first time and going, "Wow, Goldeneye, super cool! Look how neat this is. This is new, and it had the multiplayer and everything like that." But now I'm just going, "Really, Nintendo? You're just resting on your laurels of this one, and you have a chance years and years later to come up with something." And, and, and bring something that was a huge franchise uh, game for you. And I felt it left a little bit flat and maybe it just, the Wii, I don't know, the Wii doesn't have the graphics to, to, for anything good. Well, I, I congratulate uh, Nintendo for subbing out Pierce Brosnan for, for uh, Daniel Craig for crying out loud. I mean, last thing I want to see is fucking Pierce Brosnan sucking in his cheeks and running down in front of a bunch of explosions for crying out loud. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Is that because I was when as I was watching the trailer, I was like, did they didn't fucking 
take out Tim, you know, with the Pierce Brosnan from this. And all of a sudden at the end, Daniel Craig as 007. I was like, fuck off. That's kind of funny. He's actually, I think that's the first recasting in a fucking video game ever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, but the, I thought this trailer was neat from what Downs touched on earlier, the kind of the focus group information. So for, for you know, the, you know, the people who aren't so well-versed in gaming, I thought it was really interesting where I was like, wow, GoldenEye was that revolutionary and well responded to and uh, revered in terms of gaming. I didn't really know that. And I thought that was actually kind of clever and very smart from a marketing standpoint to include mm -hmm. that yep. in it. Uh, but to me, honestly, I, I remember the uh, people having a golden eye and loving it, and I didn't care for it then. This I looked at. The only thing I thought that was cool was the moment in it that made me kind of look up and go, oh, that's kind of neat, is where they brought back the old classic James Bond villains, like Jaws and all them, yeah. with little cameos in it. So I thought that was cool, but the game overall, it didn't really interest me. Well, I mean, it is the technically the pioneer of first-person shooters, uh, for quite out loud, I actually like some of the multiplayer, um, the multiplayer matches. I think they're talking about first of all that to do actually a four screen multiplayer is a nice throwback to the way that it used to be, so to speak. I think it's awesome. Uh, but what was one of the multiplayer modes that I remember? You only live twice. That's pretty kind of cool. You know, I'm assuming you get killed twice and you're out of the game and you go on from there. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, that was one of the things I liked, too, was the multiplayer mode. You know, I, I definitely hear what you guys are saying. You know, Andrew, I hear what you're saying in terms of the graphics. I didn't think about it so much that, um, you know, it, it didn't look as good as some of the other beautiful things we've seen tonight and we've talked about. But it definitely, for, as the other guys have said, it felt like this felt very much like the other one. You know what I mean? Like, and more rightly so, opposed to, like, being totally different. Um, but it, it definitely, and I totally, uh, you know, like what DJ, what you were saying in terms of the, the focus group, you know, what it, what that game meant and how big it was, was totally, you know, got, ex got the, made, made the, the trailer exciting. Yeah. But pe I'll, people I'll agree want with that. this though, right? People have been asking for this. I mean, people have been talking about this since the Wii exactly. came out, you know, bring back, is GoldenEye going to come back? Man, wouldn't it be awesome if GoldenEye came back, you know? forever yeah, but i just i and i agree i like the 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 focus group at the beginning and stuff and i agree i am a slave for nice looking pretty stuff because i've got a ps3 maybe but yeah i i i just kind of look at it and go it looks like they took the same engine the same graphics other than changing it to daniel craig and i do i do like the uh bringing in the old villains but it just looked the same T totally, and uh, you know, it probably is the same total exact engine. You know what I mean? So, in terms of them, they're probably going to make a lot of money for hopefully not a whole lot of effort because you know it's just like a new skin. But I, that's another good point too. Is I liked how I liked the uh, the villains. I thought you know I thought this was. I think if you're a fan of this game, th this is as to Christian's point. You've been screaming for this shit, and it's right up your alley on the Wii. I don't know how you're going to play it. I was interested. I was wondering about the controls. You know what I mean? Um, because you know, the, are you going to turn it sideways and you like use a, like a classic controller, I guess, or are you have to mm. point and use the uh, the nunchuck? Because that sucks. So that would that would be something I wondered too when I was watching this one. Yeah, it's funny. This game has been basically brought back to life via nostalgia nerds, right? And then and then if that's the case, then that makes sense. This looks like that game. Now you have a chance to play it on your Wii. Uh, Wii. And, you know, and that's what I was kind of saying uh, uh, touches on something I, we were talking about before is that this is really appealing to people uh, that have, have been longtime gamers because now there's legacy to gaming. 
So it's like you're literally just bringing it out to fucking pat these people on the head and go, there you go, fella. Here's your golden eye again. It's because we're at a point now where people have been playing long enough. And if they make enough noise, you're you're almost just appeasing loyalty in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Well, every other platform does that. Mario, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, whoever, you know, Splinter Cell, every fucking platform has their characters. It's just repeated. That, that, yeah. that's, that, that's the video game industry. That's yeah, true. Nintendo, There's even Nintendo's games bringing, bringing back out. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying that they even have, like, I, I noticed, on, funny enough, on, on uh, Sony's PlayStation demo downloads had uh, Tecmo Bowl. And it's right back to the original. You can play all these classic games, and it, it is a popular thing. This yeah. is just, I don't consider that, well, I guess it is kind of a classic of that era. Yeah, and Nintendo's bringing back uh, as well Donkey Kong Country for the Wii. Yeah, I was, that, I was one of the ones I, I was going to talk about for this show, actually. You know, there is, there, you know, there's a whole, again, a whole other area of the business, which is, you know, let's take Mario and Donkey Kong and those guys and bring them back in new adventures. I mean, so, you know, in, in the video game industry, they call this, uh, they call this IP, right? Uh, intellectual property. But so when they, when you're going around the video game, floor they're talking about their ip they own this ip they own mario they own donkey kong why the fuck would they not put them out in another adventure on every fucking platform every time a new one comes out as as mike said there are there are reams of 30 20 30 and 40 year old uh men and women who are going to you know get every version of this game every time it comes out so you know it's it's a bit of a baked in baked in uh baked in consumer and and audience right i i agree but i think to me it's like you see, you see Super Mario uh, evolve over time with each platform, and maybe get a little better, a little different, a little whatever, and and that's all I expected from from this. And uh, I, I guess, yeah, no, I'd it's like it's fair. Something. Well, Andrew, especially compared to you know tonight's show, we're talking about some we've we've talked about some really beautiful, as I've said earlier, amazingly visual, you know almost even artistic uh, renderings in video games. You know, we're talking about very uh, at different ends of the spectrum here in terms of how good the visuals are. That's for damn sure, you know, and, and, and how much they're pushing the envelope. And this one definitely uh, didn't do that much of that. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, let's go to um, another big one uh, in terms of, uh, you know, again, in terms of a, uh, a character that's been around forever. Uh, not necessarily anything, any guy I've ever played, but Mike DiGiovanni, The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. What did you think? Well, you know what's funny? Zelda, I, I'm, uh, this is more my style of game, but I actually never really played Zelda, uh, you know, even back in the day, way back when, arcade and early fucking uh, video gaming at home. But this, it's like they've taken the Zelda character, an IP, uh, like Downs mentioned, uh, and, you know, maybe adapted it a little bit and put it into that sort of ratchet and clanky style of gaming. Uh, this looked like, of, when I was watching, you know, all of these trailers that we were asked to, this felt like, and wow, I've switched over to Cartoon Network quickly because it was so <laughs> different than the other ones. Uh, just, you know, when you're being barraged with heavy violence and, you know, first-person shooters and all that, then to all of a sudden, you know, see some guy and hearts bleeping up and shit like that and climbing ladders and jumping from cloud to cloud practically. But, uh, you know, this is my style of game. I think it looked, it looks pretty fun. It looks uh, pretty, I don't want to say juvenile, but uh, a little bit more childlike, but totally up more up my alley. Uh, 
doesn't look anything revolutionary. The game, this would seem to be in terms of a trailer showing you a lot of gameplay more than, you know, storyline focus. But I mean, uh, this is definitely one of the ones that I could see myself playing, but I don't want to, I don't necessarily call it a knock it out of the park fucking trailer. Yeah, I mean, as far as the character Zelda goes and the Zelda games, Nintendo nerds love the shit out of their Zelda. I mean, I've never played any Zelda game personally, but I've heard plenty of people wax poetic about how they love these certain Zelda games, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I saw this trailer, and I said to myself, ah, he's fighting stuff, he's shooting arrows, blah, blah, blah. But I had to, you know... You know, make myself realize, of course, you're doing the whole thing with the Wii, right? You're doing with the arrow in the one hand. You're probably moving your arm to throw the sword and all that kind of shit. It's not a game I want to play. And as far as and as far as a trailer goes, I mean, he did stuff in that trailer with his sword and his arrows, and he fought crazy looking yeah. monsters. I can sum it up for you, Christian. Hated it. I thought yeah. this was the, this was the worst trailer I had to sit through uh, in the entire list. And I did play Zelda, uh, and I really like the Nintendo 64 Zelda. And I, I hate to say that I'm, I'm starting to wonder whether or not Nintendo peaked at the 64 with some of these games. This was a horribly juvenile, like Dijo had said. It looked super cheap and way too Japanesey. Now that sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, Holy Christ! No, I'm not your saying problem with the Asian community. I'm just saying Good that grief. it looks like anime and cheap anime <laughs> at that. Now I know that a lot of this stuff is is like you're saying. A lot of the trends come from uh, oh, the East and, and everything. And I just once again, fuck! This is exactly the same as Nintendo 64. In fact, it looks worse. That game was fun. It had something to it. And maybe it's because I was a lot younger when it was out. Maybe I'm old and jaded and crappy. But the point is, is this was <laughs> nothing that I want to see. I don't want to hear Zelda anymore. I just did not like it. That's what we got to preface this internet posting of this topic with. Uh, the name of the topic, then Andrew, old, jaded, and crappy. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently a bigot. <laughs> And hates Asians. Apparently <laughs> offensive. Look out. I'm 80 and I'm coming back. Um, Get off my lawn! <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I saw this game, this trailer, this isn't the Link that I think of because the, I, I played a little bit of, uh, or sorry, uh, well, yeah, Link, but like Legend, uh, Zelda, whatever. Um, when I've played that, it's been more like puzzle games on like my boy's DS or whatever. And this was more like, to Mike's point, like a... A Mario game, right? So, it, it, to me, it didn't feel like it was the right. And maybe I'm wrong there, but I, I'm not. And I don't know the most about Zelda, but it didn't feel like it was Zelda for for the one. And 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 the other thing, you know, is definitely like you guys. You know, I'm I'm thinking about the Wii controller and thinking I'm not fucking playing this game. That's for damn sure. You know, as as I, as this was coming on, I was like, you know, I was like, you know what, Goldeneye. You know, if if the control set, I was like, you know, I, I'm not going to use that and have to point the Wii mote to aim. I, like that's how they expect you to do that, right? So, you know, if you for you guys who don't have a Wii, if you're playing a first person shooter, how you're supposed to play with this game is you have the nunchuck in your hand, uh, left hand, and that's how you you walk, right? And then the right hand, you have it the the Wii mote like a remote control for your TV that you're constantly pointing at your television. Okay. To me, that sounds like fun. I, I can imagine it gets annoying, but it sounds like fun a little bit. I tell you, if there's, any, 
If there's it's, any video game that requires me to, re- to actually dislocate my elbows from the side of my waist for crying out loud, I ain't fucking playing it for crying it, out loud. Exactly, exactly. So when I was playing Call of Duty on the Wii, I kept trying to lay down and get like a position where at least my <laughs> arm was on the couch and my hand was just pointed at the yeah, television. But that's, that's what it's all about, though. For me personally, playing the video game, it's me hunkering down, getting my spot, getting in position, and going, all right. Dazzle me. <laughs> well, and, 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 and because, you know, if you think about like an Xbox, a PlayStation, even playing on a computer, you're, you're basically in one position and you're, and you're moving your hands, you know, and, and that works for a certain type of game, especially a game where you have to move and like aim. Shooters, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and that's yes. what the, what is, is a, is a main fault of the, of the Wii control set. Well, I used to struggle. I used to struggle with PC games thinking that that was too much of a control thing, you know, using, both hands, one on a mouse, and this and that. And I know, Christian, you loved it. Downs, you played that stuff. To me, I think I would be able to aim better if I was pointing a, a, a remote because I've yeah. got lots of experience changing channels. But, well, I, yeah, yeah. but I remember Duck Hunt and stuff like that. Now, that shit was awesome. I still yeah, but, can't figure yeah, out. That's what I, I played that game when I was young, for Christ's sakes, right now. I mean, I play my video games in my living room because it's comfortable. Ain't no jumping allowed in my living room unless you're yeah. two years old and, and your diaper changed. And, and, <laughs> and okay, play, play Duck Hunt for two hours with your uh, gun constantly trained on the screen. You know what I mean? Like that that's oh, yeah, how enjoyable that shit is. Like that ain't fucking fun. <laughs> that's and right. What of us is going to emergency? Yes, sir, what's the problem? Yeah, I dislocated my soldier. How'd you do it, sir? Um soldier. Cutting wood. <laughs> Apparently now we're the atomic grumpy old men. Alright. Um any so what what we all hate Zelda? Man. Yeah, we hate Zelda. Yeah, Fuck that guy in that fucking ears and his fucking sword and his shooting. That's his not bike. good. That's not good. We call ourselves the Atomic Geek, so we're going to get some flack, I think, for hating on Zelda. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Okay. DJ's quiet over there. What do you think? Hated it. <laughs> we, well, I've, I've told you already what I thought about it. Right. You didn't like it either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I'm so old. <laughs> All right. Um Edit that part out. <laughs> a couple more, a couple more to go. Maybe two more to go. Maybe um, this one uh, again, not really up my alley. Uh, specifically uh, for for racing games, I like racing games that really have not a lot to do with reality. Um, I like to soup up cars and then blow shit up. Uh, this game is nothing like that. In fact, this game prides itself on the uh, the reality and, and how real everything is. I'm talking about Gran Turismo 5, Andrew Bloom. I'm pretty sure this made you hard. Sorry. Go to me. Go to me. Go to me. Um, yeah, it's no secret that I freaking love this franchise. I like the realistic games. I like buying a car uh, in the game, fixing it up and racing and everything like that. But I do have one giant bone to pick here. This has been too long coming. We've been waiting a long time for this one. And instead of excited, I'm disappointed. It was, it was the EA Games. I'm disappointed with it because, you know, they came up with this Gran Turismo 5 prologue where they kind of give you a sneak peek and then they, you wait another fucking year for this game and everything. You know what? You've got the engine worked out. You've got it figured out. I'll, I'll grant, granted, it's a beautiful looking game and the cars look realistic and everything like that. But fuck, we're waiting forever, and I yeah. apparently am just not a very patient person. Although this I was on my huh? 
I guarantee that your disappointment will disappear once you have that hot little box <laughs> in your hands. Well, Guaranteed. You know what? I don't you're know. Gonna, if I'm you're going to get this that game, game and you're going to be, my God, as much as I complained, five minutes into it, you're going to go, boy, was it worth the wait. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know if I'm going to buy this. I remember I had looked at Gran Turismo 5 Prologue a few times and. I would pick it up and look at it and go, yeah. yeah fuck you. Fuck you this. are so you're I'm basically not going to buy this beautiful game because you're that indignant about how long it took. Well, uh, you are yeah, going to buy I, this. Hey, game. Hey, listen, I'm on my soapbox right now, <laughs> and I'm complaining. It's not going to make it come out any earlier, but I just wanted to throw out my piece because out of the Atomic Geeks here, this is my game. This is the game that I, I know that Christian hates racing. DJ probably doesn't even watch the trailer and downs. It doesn't get to blow anything up. So, yeah, you're probably right. I probably will end up with this game at some point. I will probably love it. I had a hard time not looking at it going, wow, this looks great. But I also, I like Burnout and things like that. I thought I thought it looked a little too, maybe it's boring. Maybe I'm growing young. <laughs> I think, I don't know what you're complaining because, I mean, as far as a guy who does not like this type of gaming at all, saw this trailer, went, Boy, howdy, that looks pretty realistic. I bet you Andrew's going to like it. And from what other little information I know about this game, they apparently have too much fucking cars in this game. They apparently, they got the license for all the NASCAR. They have all the license for the cars in F1. They have go-karts in this fucking thing. Really? Uh, I think you're just going to go ape shit, and I think you don't know what you're talking I probably about. Will. As I'll far as the trailer goes... There was cars racing around. They looked pretty realistic. They're driving and turning and doing shit. Yeah, they rally, you like they the racing, you're like going to like this game. Well, it's funny because this is almost like a flight simulator where I think to some people they look at it and go, what? And to, to me, I look at a racing game and kind of go, yeah, I like this. Like I logged so many hours on Gran Turismo 2, I, you know. I don't really have an well, analogy. Just wait. For this that. year, you can email all your friends and tell them you got the fucking level three goddamn tires on the dirt track or some bullshit like that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a sec, Mike DiGiovanni. Well, I mean, there was a, a really catchy fucking song. <laughs> like just cuts us off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I just like the no, tune. I, I was, I was hoping you set him up and he was going to like snore there, like you said for some people. Uh, well, yeah. no, I'm snoring actually, but uh, <laughs> I've been doing that for about ten minutes. But uh, the 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 Gran Turismo, I mean, fuck, I don't give a shit about this game, man. It's got a gay fucking song, like, going fast on the Turismo, <laughs> fucking cars driving around, like, I have no shit. So you guys yeah. continue talking. We knew that. We knew this. I, or I knew this would have nothing to do with you. Actually, the, the choice of songs, I was, I was also disappointed with. I'm like... You wait this long and that's the tune you got? Like, come on. I bet you everything, they took so long to make it, they'll all have songs from, like, 2004. Well, and that's the thing. It's like I'm not the, I mean, I, all jokes aside, I'm not the audience for the majority of these games, but this one is the the least for me. Like, like, this is, I mean, yeah, like, I love how it's like the cars look real. I'm like, well, for fuck's sakes, it's 2010. If they can't make a car look good in a video game, we got some <laughs> fucking problems, well, you know? All, all I got to say is if, if, if that if Andrew Bloom say he's so indignant about the whole development process of this game and will not buy it, buy it out of spite, I will call him a dirty fucking liar. Explicit tag earned. I'm not going to buy it out of spite now for you. Well, you know, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like, how dare, how dare you, EA? How dare you take your time and do a good job? I want to play that game now. Yeah, how dare you give me a little taste of what, what's to come for crying out loud, you bastards. Yeah, okay, maybe I'll get the wrong way. Whatever. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you I'm start the truth. 
no, you know, it, it's just true, Andrew. I, I, it's so tough when you when you love something and you want it to come out, and especially with these big guys because it feels like they they have the the uh, time and ability to get this shit out. Why don't they, right? But sometimes, yeah. you know, you know, they, they all have their own way of doing business. Um, you know, in terms of if my thoughts on the trailer, like I said, uh, you know, a burnout would be much more uh, up my alley. Um, you know, I look at this and I'm like, wow, those car looks cars look super realistic. I would fuck up this game so much. I would be crashing all the time. Uh, my cars would be blown up, and I, it would be not fun. But I'm like, but there are guys like Andrew, you know, who will who will get cars, tune their cars. They'll drift and do all that crazy shit. It's not my shit, but I'm like, I, I think if 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 you're up, if this is what you're into, I'm sure that trailer was right up your alley. Oh, I just bought it. <laughs> Someone's starting the back. Okay, so. Uh, Last one we're going to talk about as a group. Um, I haven't really mentioned which of these were platform only, but this is a PS3 only again. And again, as a sequel, this one I think was probably the ones that I'm, I'm kind of more most excited about personally. Um, and this is the Infamous 2 trailer. Um, uh, or, yeah, game trailer. Uh, you know, Infamous 1 I checked out. I didn't play a lot of it, but played a little bit of it. It, it, it was all right, but I think some of the things that they, they did wrong in that one, they seem to have got right in this game. Uh, specifically, some of the things I like is I like it's a whole new character now in Infamous 2. I like how he's kind of carrying this this uh, two-pronged weapon, which he can now, you know, utilize with, uh, with uh, Cole can utilize with his, his uh, electrical power. And this definitely seemed like something that would be right up my alley in terms of the PS3. So I got to say, I really dug this. Uh, Christian Nielsen, what did you think of the Infamous 2 trailer? Uh, uh, I-, I thought the trailer was good. I mean, I've, as far as the gameplay go, I know Andrew has finished uh, the very first game and i wait with bated breath for him to lend that to me uh but for what little i know the trailer was neat i guess this character is in the big easy now with a big tuning fork he's got his fancy wrestling pants and a new haircut <laughs> um i mean it looks neat i mean you know i, I like the jumping and the shooting and the, and the fighting people and things like that i'm i'm intrigued i would like to finish the first one first before i play this one uh, it's 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 a weird kind of weapon, and the one thing that confused me about the trailer near the end was where those all those ice kind of particles were happening. Now, was that like from the his one of his enemies, or was that like a new power that's developing? I wasn't too clear on that. But I mean, mm-hmm. jumping around, fighting stuff, I could I could play that game most likely. <laughs> Andrew, what did you think? Um, well, I. I, I did play and, and have almost finished Infamous, the first one. There were some technical difficulties with that game, although I really enjoyed the story and and most of the gameplay. Uh, I like the I like like I said before the fact the fact that you've got superpowers. Um, one of the cool things I'll say about this one, like you are Cole McGrath once again, although now you have hair. Um, they're definitely. The, the uh, Sucker Punch, the studio that put this together, said they, you know, they want to improve on the experience of being a superhero, and that's why they gave him a, me- a melee weapon. Um, they gave him, you know, the ability to smash people in the face, which is something that you're kind of missing in the last one, even though you could shoot lightning bolts out of your hands. Um, and the city you're in, the new city is that new Marias, Marias, uh, which is their homage, their homage to New Orleans. Basically, it's not really there. But the one cool thing that I have to say that I'm looking forward to this game, because I will probably play it. They're not doing a... Sorry? (laughs) I thought you were waiting for a response, so I just gave you one. I apologize. 
That's okay. What was your response? Good. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there, there's no strip down, strip down and start at zero. You know, most of these games when you're playing, you've got no power at the beginning. You slowly build up your power and you slowly get things. This one, you actually start with, I, I think, all the powers you have at the end of the first one. And oh, then you can really? sort of build from there. Oh, yeah, there's no strip down and start that at is, zero. That, I mean, whoever decided to do that, that's excellent. That's, the, that's that, brilliant. That, you know yeah. what I mean? Like actually continue on from where you left off and some going like, oh, my God, I hit by an alien ray. I got to start all yeah. the way from the beginning. Yeah. You know, that's excellent. I, got, I have to break out of the cell and use only a fucking crowbar. And then, you yeah, know, like, yeah. that's fucking that's so typical fucking, uh, you know, video game one on one storytelling that not enough companies challenge. That it's great to hear that someone's doing different from yeah. that. That's yeah. Great. So I was happy. I was happy to hear that. And I will say this looked good. This is a nice looking trailer. I think that ice power may be his. Um, but the, just looking at some of the shots that were probably cutaways, like very, very good looking, uh, rendering in this, in this game. Well, you know, when you guys were saying that about, uh, kind of maintaining what you had in your previous gameplay, that's just like recognizing long-term gameplay and sort of rewarding people for that. Cause the worst case scenario is someone picks up part two that hasn't played part one and they just start from the beginning. So I think that's uh, sort of a logical and a nice touch. Uh, you know, I, I, the only thing I knew about Infamous One was I know Andrews mentioned this and you know was threatened to let me borrow it. Uh, and it's the, I definitely like the idea to this. Uh, this was a bit more of a teaser for me. I'm not as blown away by the look and visuals as um, the, kind of the other of you guys. I think it's more successful than the the DC Universe one. But uh, it's a shame for me uh, that the games that are really tapping into that sort of like superhero aren't as effective as some of the other games that we've seen. And I think mm. that's unfortunately when you're being asked to watch eight to 10 games, uh, you know, just that there's some other ones that just dwarf it in terms of uh, a look. I thought this was okay. I didn't come out of this going gots to play that one. It was more just like the, Oh, this is that game again, where I have superpowers kind of neat. I, I would maybe check it out. Yeah. So this one didn't blow mm. the, the, the doors down for me though. I, I wouldn't say it was a complete failure either. Yeah, I think, I thought yeah, I think the double-edged sword for this series is that a, it's a character that you could a superhero character that you can develop however you want, and b that it's not a superhero character that you know. Yeah, you're you're Cole McGrath. You're someone nobody knows, and and that's one thing that we didn't mention that I'm sure people have heard us talk about before that you can do the I'm going to be super evil or I'm going to be super right. nice, and and it sort of changes in either way you're going to do it. Um, this is a game that I will most likely play because I played the first one. It's, it's not top of list. And especially after watching that, if I can just go back to it, that force, force unleashed trailer, nothing touched that. Like this, everything kind of looked a little bit dim com in comparison. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, just, just to round out, uh, you know, in terms specifically of, uh, you know, infamous too, um, I think that you, you have to want to be this character if you want to play this game. I love the idea of this and the other game where that you can be, uh, you know, either good or evil because it, it, it sounds to me like that gives you replayability. I haven't done that yet in any of these games that have promised that. I haven't tried it out yet, but I, I think it's a good idea. Um, but I think, you know, DJ Green brings up a great point. You know, we, we, we watched 10 trailers tonight and, and, and some of those are amazingly, as I've said now twice, like beautiful to, to look at. You know, some of the ones we, we didn't get to mention this XCOM, uh, uh, 
game which is coming out, which has you know some crazy visuals, as well as Portal Two, which is you know a, a, another big sequel to another crazy uh, highly end uh, visual game, uh, you know a visual you know high, highly respected visually game, as well as uh, another one on our list was Killzone Three, which you know from an Xbox uh, standpoint was a, a pretty high end first person shooter. So it's definitely hard to uh, look at these things back to back to back because not everybody can make the best looking some of some of these games are 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 about playability or about story uh, but it's hard when you're kind of looking at one after the other and some of them just dwarf the others in terms of how visual they are before you uh, down sorry before you you cut out and I know I know you're just wrapping up there uh, I just wanted to point out that that kill zone 3 is is going to be one of the I don't know very first games but going to be one of the games available in 3D technology which yeah, might be kind of cool yeah which might be kind of yeah. neat. I mean, if you have the money or you like to waste money and you've got one of those TVs with the 3D capability, fuck, that's a whole new thing for video games. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, yeah, to all the rich people with those things, you know, and, or, or, you know, same with that, you know, one thing we haven't really talked about, we haven't talked about E3 much, but, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, Microsoft's Connect. Uh, you know, was, was demoed there, uh, you know, Rock Band, the Rock Band 3 controller is going to be a real guitar. So you'll actually play the video game and then you can walk out, walk away and plug the guitar into an amplifier and it'll work as a real guitar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's also some, you know, really cool physical things coming, you know, changing with games as well too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's always, as we've said, I think it's a great time to, to be interested in video games, specifically to be an adult who's gone through this. On my side, it's, it's good to be, uh, you know, to be testing some of these things and to be involved in it, to be lucky enough to, uh, you know, do some of this for, for a living. Before we move on, was there any, anything uh, anyone else wanted to add in terms of E3 or the video games we took a look at tonight? Anyone? Zelda sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, just in case we didn't offend any of those Zelda fans. Uh, Christian? Uh, no, uh, I, I think of all the trailers we've seen, that goddamn Force Unleashed 2, uh, from a trailer perspective and obviously on a gameplay expect perspective, that thing was balls awesome. Mm. Balls. Mike DiGiovanni? Um I would agree with Christian, but I would say we didn't, uh, you know, for any fan that would uh, really wants to check out a cool Star Wars trailer, I think the new Old Republic trailer that was actually debuted at E3. If you want to jump on YouTube or many of the gaming sites, look at that. Because oh, for me, right. that was even better than The Force Unleashed. So oh. I'll, I'll leave that as a little hook for that. I mean, I think that was my fa- The Force Unleashed was my favorite, but Old Republic was even better. So if you get a chance, take a peek at that. That's right. That's right. And yet another Star Wars, uh, or game. But again, I, again, I think that's weird though, because in one, you've got stormtroopers and the other, you've got clones who are the good guys or something. Again, I mentioned this before about how, you know, their whole clashing of their universe, but, uh, confuses me. Um, but I smoke a lot of pot. So, uh, okay. So let's, uh, move on to our atomic picks. That's right. Our atomic picks. Uh, Mike DiGiovanni. What do you got uh, for us? A couple atomic picks for us this week. First off, had the chance to see the movie The A-Team. Uh, and this movie is big, dumb, loud, and exactly what you wanted from an A-Team movie. I will tell you that, because that's pretty much what the TV series was like. 
What really makes this film work is the casting and chemistry of the four major players. Bradley Cooper is fucking amazing as face. Perfect casting. Liam Neeson is great as Hannibal. Really good stuff with Charlotte Copley as Murdoch. And I am, you know, what we talked about this before on the podcast. I can report that Quentin Rampage Jackson does not embarrass himself and, uh, you know, does a pretty good job with B.A. Baracus. Shit blows up all the time in this movie. I think there's about 80 explosions in the first five or ten minutes. But you know what? It's the A-team, kids. Uh, so if you like the series, I think you're going to be pretty happy with the movie. It's a little long. Uh, that would be my only, uh, you know, criticism for it. But pretty fun stuff. Mindless, but fun. And an atomic pan. It's been a while since I've had one of these. But it seemed fitting when I sat down to watch a new summer series premiere on ABC, and that was a show called The Gates. And what this program is claiming to be is sort of a mix of almost a Desperate Housewives mixed with the all-so-uber-popular vampire-werewolf sort of culture. And let me tell you, epic failure. That is correct. Uh, the, the, the Gates, this thing does not work. I think... On paper, kind of a, an intriguing idea where it's a, you know, a suburban little uh, a town, uh, you know, privileged area, living gated community. But inside living here, who knew that there was witches and a vampire and all of that? The problem with it is too serious. If it had a little tongue in cheek, if it played it a little bit more for fun and laughs, it could have worked. Uh, I think the it's a bit hackneyed writing, and it's far too melodramatic for its own purposes. Let me tell you, the gates are going to be closing soon. <laughs> so if you wanted to check that out, uh, you know, jump on quick, because I'm going to guess this sucker is going to probably be gone in about three, four weeks. So that's it for me this week. Christian Nielsen. Uh, my atomic pick this week is an audio book that I purchased with the extraneous credits I've got from an, uh, an audible friggin' online scam. Uh, and that book is The Simpsons, an uncensored, unauthorized history, uh, written by John Ortved. Uh, pretty darn good stuff. It's about, I don't know, about six to eight hours of this guy reading off his book. But, uh, the quotes, and insight of the the history of this show was freaking compelling. And it's it's compelling to me because I'm, a, I'm I've made no bones about it. I love this fucking show. And after listening to this audio book, it only made me realize my dream of one day building a time machine and going back in time and and finding myself a position with this with the uh, Simpsons writing staff uh, in that writing room. Good lord, uh, lots of interesting stuff. Interesting perspective on the evolution of the series. Uh, the Simpsons, an un uncensored, unauthorized history, audible book or regular old book written by John Ortved, O-R-T-V-E-D. Ta-da! Yeah, Mr. Bloom. Regular old book. Um, <laughs> the one where you turn the pages, you don't touch it on the screen. And I don't I don't know what that is. The uh, My Atomic Pick this week uh, kind of stays in line with what we're talking about. Um, today, this is this. I'm, I'm giving it a pick before I've even played it. But today, downloadable content released. We're all very excited for the PS3 for Red Dead Redemption new co-op missions, 
Outlaws to the End. Um, saw the trailer for this. Oh boy. Can't wait to play it. Can't wait to get online Friday nights like we do and shoot some people in the face with my cowboy gun and my boots. Um, <laughs> this looks good and I'm going to have to maybe comment next week after I get a chance to actually try it. Uh, but it's been downloaded today and it was a nice quick download and I'm very excited. All right. I too have downloaded said, uh, expansion pack for the game and cannot wait to play. Um, uh, all right. Uh, and so, uh, for me, uh, quickly this week, just a couple shout outs, uh, Breaking Bad season finale of season three killer, but, um, Oh my God, for anyone out there, the Doctor Who season finale, so good. The Daleks, oh my God, these oh, guys I haven't are awesome. seen it yet. Uh, fuck, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. I mean, it's just, uh, what a, what a great season finale, some, some great season finales going on. And, uh, you know, some, some shout outs there. And True Blood is back, Bloodsuckers, and it's great to be back in True Blood, uh, territory, uh, one of my favorite shows, and, uh, great to see where they're gonna go with this. We're two, uh, episodes in, and, uh, can't wait to see if Sookie, uh, gets rid of Bill and stays with, uh, Eric now. I'm definitely in the Eric camp, sons of bitches. Uh, okay, so, uh, I think that's gonna do it for episode 71, I believe, is that, for the Atomic Geeks podcast? That is correct. So, uh, Andrew Bloom, what do we have in store uh, next week, Mr. Host? Well, next week, as I host, I believe I'm going to be dipping into our quite rich collection of user-submitted topic ideas. That's right, people. We're going to be giving out a T-shirt. I think we have a extra, extra, extra small one in pink. All right. Some motherfuckers getting a T-shirt next week. All right. I think that's going to uh, wrap it up for the Atomic Geeks podcast, episode 71, Trailer Talk Video Game Trailers, or Trailer Talk Video Games. Uh, you know, here we go, cue the music, this is where every week we say you can talk to us on any blah, 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 Twitter, Facebook, all the usual bullshit. Um, you know, the, come to our website, that's where all the cool kids hang out. Um yeah, I think that's it. The Atomic Geeks, episode 71. Good night. You've just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. Uh, excuse me. Geek burp. <laughs> <laughs>